Good evening. So uh, we are continuing uh, in our series about the fruits of the Spirit. Um, Thus far we have covered love and joy. And as Paul writes in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and the next one is peace. As we talked about last week, when one walks in love, when one experiences joy that the Spirit provides, it is understandable that those who are led by the Spirit will naturally have peace. And that's what we're going to look at a little bit more in depth tonight. Now, this may sound a little reviewy, in fact, because as I mentioned with Dale, uh, peace and joy are often tied in together within Scripture um, because when one has joy, they typically have peace um, because it's very hard to be joyous when you don't have peace. Um, and when you do have peace, it's easier to have joy. The, uh, the peace that the Spirit produces, uh, the Greek word that is used for this is irene. Uh, which means peace between individuals, uh, harmony. Um, it's, um, um, it's the result, uh, as Paul writes, if you want to turn over to Romans, we're going to look at a couple verses here in Romans this evening. Um, and uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 6. So, uh, peace is the result, this harmony um, between individuals, this peace. Um, it, is, it comes about when, when we set our mind on things of the Spirit. Look at verses 5 through 6 here, Romans 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. So there's a peace that comes. The peace that the Spirit produces is a peace that exists. And when you think of the word peace, we're not necessarily thinking about sitting by a babbling brook and the peace that overwhelms you, right? The quiet that surrounds you. Like, for example, at this conference I was at, it felt like, and my voice still feels like it, and Dave, by divine intervention, brought me throat spray today. It was like, I needed this throat spray. How did you know? It feels like every time you're talking to people, you're yelling. My ears would be ringing after some of these events because it was just so loud, and I would walk outside, and it's like, ah, peace. That's not necessarily the peace we're talking about, though. The peace that we're talking about is more so a peace that exists uh, after war, if you want to think about it that way. When two countries are fighting and they end the fighting, they are no longer enemies, or perhaps some people think they're still enemies, but there is a peace accord that exists. There is peace between the two countries. They're no longer fighting. They're no longer enemies. Now, when we think about that in the Christian aspect... We who were once enemies to God have united ourselves to God in Christ. Christ is our peace offering. He is our, our, our peace accord that has created peace between man and God. 
And you see, peace, that kind of peace that we have should be present in our lives amongst others that we come into contact with. It should be a natural thing that we have. Uh, This peace is integral to the kingdom of heaven. It's still in Romans. Go to Romans chapter 14. And we looked at this last week when we looked at joy, right? But the kingdom of heaven, or for the kingdom of heaven, is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Of course, righteousness is something that we strive for, and what comes out of that is joy, it is peace, right? And peace, as I just mentioned, is related to our faith, it is related to our hope, because again, we have that peace accord that in Christ. Look at uh, just a couple verses down. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Right? Hope. Where is our hope? Our hope is in eternal life. Our hope is in our Savior, our salvation. That is our hope. That is what we long and we, we strive for. Um, and in that is where we find joy and peace. And that's how we can have those, those fruits of the Spirit in our life because of the hope that we have. So those that are led by the Spirit, they will produce the fruit of peace within their life. It's something that will be natural. It's, something, it's not necessarily something that you really need to work for. It's something that if you are walking in the Spirit, it comes naturally. So when we think about where it sits in our life, where, where this peace comes into play. Um, as I mentioned before, first of all, and probably the most important, is that it involves peace with God. All right? uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. And this peace that we have from God, Paul says here in verse 5, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's Paul defining that peace accord that we have. We have been justified by faith, and that faith is in Christ through believing. And that is where we find our peace. But this peace that we have with God, as I mentioned, should then shift into our daily life as well. Because it involves peace with man. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2. This one will probably be fresh in everyone's mind as well. Because we looked at this a couple weeks ago when we were looking in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 19. Hey Caleb, can you grab my water right there on the pew that's... Behind Dale. Thanks. Um, Verse 11. Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. Thank you. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. 
So, we see, right, the Gentiles' position, the Gentiles' place within the world. Uh, Verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God and one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. It is Jesus' death, It is Jesus' blood that not only creates a peace accord between man and God, but it also does the same with man and man. In this example, Paul is detailing the Gentiles and the Jews. But it also connects us to all of our fellow men. Because in Christ there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no slave, nor free, there is no male, no female. We are all one in Christ. And our goal, our mission in life as disciples of Christ in expanding the kingdom is to bring everyone into Christ, thus creating peace. There are um, people that are called conscientious objectors to war. The Quakers were popular for, for this in the... Uh, well, probably still today. I think the Quakers still exist, not just on oatmeal. Um, but uh, these conscientious objectors, for the most part, they looked to Scripture and said, I can't kill another man. That was the conscientious objection that they had. But when I think about this peace that we're supposed to have, the fruit of the Spirit of peace, to me it almost feels like we should have no enemies. We should strive at least to have no enemies and we should love our enemies, right? That's what Jesus said. Why should we love our enemies? Well, because Jesus has created a peace accord. Because in Christ, we should not be enemies. That's why when, we, when, when something happens between brethren, we're to go to our brother first and fix it before bringing our offering. It's because of the blood of Christ that unites us together, not just as brothers, but also as humanity. We need to be a people of peace. Now, I'm not saying, you know, conscientious, I'm not advocating for conscientious objection. Nick's over here taking notes down over here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's, it's something I think that we need to think about. You know, uh, whenever... Whenever election times come up, it seems like the political, the political process divides in everybody into their parties. This is who I'm voting for. This is the issues I care about. And while that's understandable because it's something that's part of the world, as Christians, we should never let anything separate us as brethren. We can disagree, but that doesn't separate us. That should never divide us. It should never cause enmity between one another. Lastly, uh, the peace 
that the Spirit provides is a peace that is found when our, within our own lives, within ourself. Um, look at Philippians chapter 4. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 6 through 7 here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sound familiar to anybody today? We talked about that in our Bible class this morning. Through prayer, peace within yourself is something that one can achieve and be received. You know, anxiety, um, not talking the clinical, chemical side of things, but the, the worry. You know, oh, I'm just worried about how this meeting's going to go. I'm worried about how this trip is going to go. A lot of times that comes from a lack of faith, a lack of trust in God that God will provide, um, you know, whatever means that, that there may be. But of course, we have to ask, right? Ask, seek, and knock. If we're not going to God in prayer, then yeah, we're going to be overcome by worry and doubt because we're not trusting in Him because we haven't even asked Him. If we haven't even trusted Him enough to take Him our problems... Of course you're going to be filled with anxiety and worry. Take it to Him and trust that He will provide a way. So as we walk by the Spirit, are we manifesting peace in our life? Can peace be seen? Can you look at your life today and see the peace that is provided by the Holy Spirit? And the Bible talks about peace that that God provides as a peace that surpasses all understanding. I hope, I can't wait for the day where that I get to experience that unsurpassing peace for eternity. Now, again, as we did in the past, you know, in Galatians chapter 5, where, uh, in verse 20, as, as um, Paul is detailing the works of the flesh, um, right before he details, I'm sorry, verse 19, um, he details the works of the flesh before talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And there is a distinct contrast made behind the works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit. Those who walk by the Spirit, as we've looked at for the past couple of weeks, they experience love, they experience joy and peace. But those who indulge lust of the flesh experience hatred, jealousy, and wrath. And some versions say outbursts of wrath. Which one would you rather have? I mean, for me, I think it's a pretty simple one, a pretty easy choice, right? A life that's infused with love, joy, and peace by the Spirit of God. Or the opposite would be a life that's inflicted by hatred, by jealousy, by wrath. And it's all centered around the flesh. But by God's grace, all who have been born again of water are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if they're willing to walk in the Spirit, they can experience this wonderful love, joy, and peace, and so much more 
as we'll continue in our, in our series on the fruits of the Spirit. So, as always, we want to offer up the invitation for those who perhaps have not obeyed Christ and been born again of water and spirit, have not put on Christ in baptism. Let today be your day of salvation. If we can assist you with anything, be it baptism or prayer or study, let us know. You can come forward now while we stand and sing.